this series has started here on uh, the showers of blessing. The showers of blessing. Uh, this coming Sunday, uh, Saturday, 9 o'clock, we'll be leaving here to Calvert. This week, uh, we sent about 300 mail-out cards, invite cards, to the people of Calvert, just to invite them to church. We're going to be very proactive, very active, trying to get these people. The church is there. We have some of our people there right now, Pastor Josh, uh, Roy, the rest of them, they are there. Michael, that's why Michael is not here. They are in covers right now, ministering to the people there. But we'll do everything to get them in church. They will be saved. I know that. They will accept Christ. They will be a church is born already, and that church is going to grow. I can be patient. Amen. <laughs> the Bible says, let patience have a perfect way so that you might be complete. Okay? And you don't lack anything. So God is going to to give uh, those people to us. He's already given them to us. Amen? So if you want to go with us, we have flyers. We're going to be inviting them to church and talking to them. If you sow, you reap. That's what I believe. There's no way I can sow and not reap. So I'm willing to sow and I'm going to reap. Amen? <laughs> so if you can, meet me here 9 o'clock on uh, Saturday and uh, we'll be going out. It's about an hour and a half drive over there. Showers of blessing. Showers of blessing. Now, in uh, Ezekiel chap- chapter 34, verse 26, God said, I will make them. Them means you. I will make them and the places all around my hill a blessing. So you, the house of God, and the places all around the house of God, God said, not me, I will make them and the place, places all around my hill, the house of God, a blessing. I will cause showers to come down in their season. Today is your season. Amen. I will cause showers to come down. God said, I want to make them a blessing. You will be a blessing and I will cause showers to come down in their season. And God declared, there shall be showers of blessing. In the Ark Fellowship, I declare that this particular year, for every household in our church, everyone who is faithfully serving God at the Ark Fellowship, I believe and I'm trusting God and I know God will fulfill His word, there will be showers of blessing upon your life. In the name of Jesus, there will be. I will see it. Because God is faithful to his word. And when we preach his word, the Bible says God watches over his word to perform it. And as we speak the word and the people of God receive the word, they will begin to receive supernatural blessings coming from God. You can't explain it when it's a miracle. You have no way of explaining it. You just enjoy it. Amen? Just enjoy it. Believe it and God will bring it to you. The Bible says... If you can only believe, all things are possible to them that believe. And I believe this year is going to be a year of fruitfulness for the members of the Ark Fellowship. 
No death, nothing evil. It shall not come near our dwelling, according to the word of God. Now, showers of blessings are a result of divine visitation. Every time God visits a man or a woman in peace, not to rebuke you, every time God visits a man or a woman in peace, when he leaves, he leaves behind showers of blessings. God cannot visit any man and leave you the same. There's got to be a promotion in your life an increase in your life, a fruitfulness in your life, your life cannot remain the same after God is visited with you. It's impossible. So divine visitation is what we need. Because showers of blessing follow divine visitation. You know, in Genesis chapter 18, God, with two angels, that I believe Jesus, before he became a man, came and visited with Abraham. And they spoke to Abraham. And in verse 9, in Genesis 18, God spoke to Abraham. He said, where is your wife, Sarah? And Abraham said, here, in the tent. And God said to Abraham, he said, look, behold. I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And your wife, Sarah, will have a son. I like the way he put it. He reminded him, not this uh, Hagar, this woman. It's your wife. This old woman that you know, you've just said, I don't care about her anymore. I just want to leave. They were already old. Because they were old and they passed the time of childbearing. And the Bible tells us that Sarah was behind the tent. And she heard it. And she laughed within herself. And said, After I have grown old, shall I still have pleasure? (laughs) I'm old. I don't care for all this type of sin anymore, childbearing and all the fun. No, I don't care. My husband is also old. And God said to Abraham, he said, why did Sarah laugh? Saying, shall I surely bear a child since I'm old. And God said, I believe in verse 14 there, if anything be hard for the Lord, if anything too hard for the Lord, at the appointed time, God said, I will I will return to you according to the time of life. There is always an appointed time. There is always a time of life. I will return to you. And Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. Amen? That's what God said. And then when you go back down to Genesis chapter 21, verse 1 to 3, 
the God fulfilled his word. The Lord himself visited. That's why I said every divine visitation is a blessing for you. Blessing, showers of blessing always accompany divine visitation. It says, and the Lord visited Sarah according to what he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah according to what he had spoken, as he had spoken. For Sarah conceived and bore a son unto Abraham in his old age. At the set time, that's where I'm coming to. At the set time that God has spoken to Abraham. At that very set time. There's always a set time for your life. The appointed time. God said he, was, he is going to send showers of blessing in your season. In your time. So there's always a set time. And I believe for the Ark Fellowship, this is the set time. I like what uh, Sarah said in, ver- in verse 6 of that same chapter, uh, Genesis 21. It said, God has made me to laugh. And everyone that hears it will laugh with me. Now, the literal translation for that word is, God has made laughter for me. Amen. God has made laughter for me. And everyone who comes around will laugh with me. They may have spoken against your life as you follow God. They, are, they may have said, it's not working. They go to church, that's all they do. They keep worshiping, they pray, but nothing happens. Look, they're not going anywhere. But when God is true with you, when that, when that appointed time comes, everything changes and they'll see it and they will laugh with you. They will sing your praise when your appointed time comes. They'll sing your praise. They'll sing your praise. When God, should, when God does something for you, He's really looking towards the people that are observing your life as a Christian. Do you know God is very concerned? He knows what they are saying about your faith. <laughs> he knows. He knows when they are mocking at you. And He goes to church and He's serving God. Don't be discouraged. Keep serving Him. God said, I didn't tell the children of Jacob to serve the Lord in vain. You can never serve God in vain. It's impossible. He will bless you. He will bless you here in this world, and then you have eternal life. It's impossible for you to serve God and not be blessed. It's just impossible. If you are not blessed, it's because you have no understanding. My people perish for lack of knowledge. You just don't know it. And you haven't asked. But we know it, amen? At the Ark Fellowship, we know it. And so we have declared that this year shall be a year of blessing. Psalm 126, from verse 1 to 3. God, the children of Israel. I love this psalm. And I was just, just meditating on this psalm today. In my heart, you know, just rejoice. He said, when the Lord 
brought back the captivity of the of his people of Zion. We were as those that dream. Amen. It was like a dream when God came through. When the Lord brought back, He brought back the captivity of Zion. We were like those that dream. It's like a dream. You waited so long. Now the appointed time came. Now you're free. We were like those that dream. It was like a dream. Difficult situation now turned overnight. Then it says, then our mouth was filled with laughter. Remember Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. When God brings you through, your mouth will be filled with laughter and your tongue with singing. You sing and then it's not just for you. Is then the nations will begin to say, the Lord has done great things for them. The Lord has done great things for them. And then you'll say it yourself, yes, the Lord has done great things for us. And we are glad. We're glad. Amen. We were like those that dream. It's like a dream when God comes through. You thought you could never be delivered. You thought you could never prosper in life. But God is sending showers of blessing into your life. And nothing can stop it. God's going to bless you. It's like you've been, it's like a dream. I can't believe this. I was like this last year. Look at what God's done. And the Bible says it is marvelous in our sight. That's the God we serve. He's not doing it just for us. The nations will begin to say, the Lord has done great things for them. They will begin to say among themselves, God has really done it for them. And you know God has done it for you. And we're glad because of what God has done. They will say among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. It's obvious. Showers of blessings follow divine visitation. So what we do is seek God. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Stop chasing over after all this crazy stuff. Focus on serving God. Focus and see on seeing the face of God. Don't concern yourself about what's going on in your life. Don't compare yourself with anybody. You are alone with your God. Focus on this one God. And he will clear out all the trouble and what they've been killing and stealing and dying to get, he'll add them to your life. Amen. After making your life a beautiful life. Why can't we just believe God's word? He says, I am the Lord. I change not. I'm not going to change. I do the same thing. Everyone in this church can be a blessing. I believe that. You can't bless somebody if you have nothing. <laughs> How can you be a blessing when you need blessing yourself? You are blessed to be 
a blessing. God wants it that way. He says, give to the poor. He, doesn't, he didn't say you should be the poor. You are to give to the poor. You are the one that's rich and you are giving to the poor. Is that not a blessing to give to the poor? That's your inheritance. He wants you to give. He said, well, I don't have any education. What has education got to do with this? God says he will bless everything that you set your hands to do. He'll make it good. You just have to be. He's not depending on your own ability. He's depending. That's why the scripture Pastor Andy read to us today. He says, lean not on your own understanding. Don't try to reason it out. <laughs> look at how huge this universe is. Sometimes you look up and you say, oh my God. What was there before these things came? You can't figure these things out. He's so he's way out there for us. He, there's no way to wrap your mind around it. And you're dealing with a God that's bigger than all of that. And your little life. Your life may look little, but to him, your life is so precious. He gave his son to have that life, that beautiful life. Why would God neglect what he gave his son to have? Oh, think about that. Why would God allow something that he gave his son to go to waste and be ordinary when he gave his, the blood of his son to have that? Every one of you is special before God. And we have to believe it. The vision. Keep that vision there. In Metari, God will bring it to pass. Don't let it go. Believe God with all of your heart. Today I'm going to share the fact that God's visitation comes to you in three different ways. God visits you in three different ways. The first way is by visions and dreams. And that's why I believe the Bible tells us that in the last days, God will pour out His Spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. The young people will see visions, and the old men will dream dreams. And I stay with the young people because I like visions. I don't want the old group here. Amen. So, through visions and dreams, God will speak to His people. Secondly, He will talk to them through His Word. He will speak to them through His Word. He reveals Himself to His people through His Word. He visits you and reveals Himself to you through His Word. That's one, probably today, the primary way that God visits His people. A lot of Christians don't understand that. And when he visits you through his word, your life changes. Showers of blessings follow that. And the third way is through prophetic encounters, through a man. Amen? And this is also important. That's why I want to take my time with this. A man is so important. My wife and I, we've been learning just recently that your miracle what will transform your life forever is one man away. Just one man away. Just one man. One man can show up in your life, divinely sent into your life, 
and your life will transform. Your life will never be the same. Just one man. And my wife and I have been praying for that one man. That's been our prayer. One man. Whoever that is. God will empower them to get you to your destiny. One man. It takes just one man. He sent one man. And we need to understand when he sent somebody, if you don't recognize the person and follow through, you miss your blessing. It will be gone from you. The last thing today. This is something I want to take my time to get help Christians understand because you have Christians running to and fro from church to church. They are looking for something. They, and you ask them, what are you looking for? They don't even know. And they can't receive that because they do not recognize when God sends the man. When the man comes in, you know this is it. You lock into it, your life will change. You move away from it. You know what it is to go around the wilderness? 40 years you'll still be going around <laughs> until you recognize. Amen? So I'm going to deal with the first one today through visions and dreams. God deals with his people through visions and dreams. He appears to you and when he comes, every time God visits with you in a vision or a dream, something is going to change significantly in your life. And your life will change for the better. Always for the better. In the Old Testament, this was, one of, uh, this was God's primary way of dealing with his people. Through visions and dreams. He dealt with them. When he leaves, things change. A blessing follows. We've talked about Joseph. You remember Joseph? It was through a dream. Two dreams. Two dreams. God gave it to him. And gave him his destiny in those two dreams. And there was a path. And there's always a path. You better stay with that path. Sometimes the path, the path is not easy. It's not an easy path. But stay with it. Don't complain. Stay with it. Follow God wherever he's taking you. And when it's over, you'll be at the top. Always that way. Through a vision or a dream. In Genesis chapter 12, God appeared to Abraham. Don't know what from, but I believe it's probably in a vision. Abraham wasn't scared. <laughs> and God started speaking to him. When God visits, his intention is to bless. Always to bless you. If he's in peace, he's to bless you. If he's angry with you, he won't talk to you. He tells somebody to go talk to you. Sends a prophet. <laughs> talk to him. Tell him what he's doing. I'm going to deal with him if he doesn't change his ways. But when he's pleased with you and he appears to you in a vision or in a dream, he wants to bless you. He's packaging the blessing for you and he's preparing you to take your blessing. Amen? To take charge. So he appeared to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. And God says, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. That's the word again. When he comes, he comes to bless. Amen. 
I will bless you and make your name great. I will make you a great man on this, on this earth. That's what God is saying. I will make you a great man. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the nations of the earth shall be blessed. Every family in the earth will be blessed. God spoke to him in Genesis chapter 12 and then left him. And Abraham packed up his stuff and followed God because God said, follow me, I'm taking you somewhere. He obeyed the vision, he followed. Now look, in Genesis chapter 13, verse 2, this is the result when God blesses. Abraham, that was his name before God changed his name, was very rich. Not rich. He was very rich. In livestock, in silver, and in gold. Amen? Now please get this. Today I was teaching Sunday school class. I have those Christians, I've seen many Christians who have what I call false humility. They are deceiving themselves, appearing, you know, we're humble. Well, I just want Jesus. I don't want any money. I don't want all that. You're a liar. They say you just want Jesus. When they send something in the mail telling you you're losing your home, (laughs) you want money. (laughs) And Jesus. Don't lie to yourself. Stop this false humility stuff. That's why Colossians tells us you shouldn't let yourself go and lose your reward participating in false humility. Admit it. Until you admit you need, God will not give to you. We all need it. I need to pay my bills, right? If I have a car that is squeaky and is breaking down every <laughs> corner of the drive, I need a new one. Amen? I need a blessing. So don't lie to yourself. We need silver and we need gold. Amen? It's, it's spiritual. Amen? This is very spiritual. You know how painful it is if you're if you with sitting with your child at home and they're hungry and you can't feed them because you don't have money? Tell that little child, Jesus is with us. He, the child will reply, yeah, I know, but what are we going to eat? <laughs> Amen. It's the truth. So God wants to bless us with things. He wants you to have things. He doesn't want things to have you. That's the important thing. He wants you to be blessed. Why? So that the nations will see his glory in your life. There's always a set time. He wants the nations to see his glory in your life. That's why the nations will speak of the things that God has done. The Lord has done great things for them. That's why God wants that. The Bible tells us, I believe, please put that up. This is scripture that I really enjoy because I, I meditate in it all the time. Psalm 102, beginning from verse 13 through 16. There's always a set time. Always a set time. He says, you will arise and have mercy on the ark fellowship. Amen. For the time to favor her, yes, the set time has come. 
for your people favor. Your people take pleasure in her stones and favor her dust. In other words, the ministry. They say, say, so the nations, why is he going to bless them? So the nations will fear the name of the Lord, right? When they see these blessings upon your life. And all the kings of the earth, your glory, what's his glory? When God blesses you, that's glory to him. Amen? So the nations, after God has shown you favor, the nations begin to talk about what's going on. The Lord has done great things for them. The set time has come. God said about, about uh, Sarah, according to the set time that God spoke to Abraham about. It's always a set time. You will arise and favor and show favor to your people. Have mercy on Zion. For the time to favor her, yes, the set time has come. So that's the time we are in today. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. God showed Jacob in his frustration a dream. He visited with Jacob. Jacob had worked for 14 years. And got nothing and kept working. And then he said, I have nothing to show for it. He was frustrated. <laughs> and God showed him, a, gave, visited him and gave him a dream. And showed him the sheep. Spotted and speckled. Remember this story? Spotted and speckled animals. And, 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 and gave him a formula for wealth. Amen. <laughs> It sounds strange, but God, that was what God left him with. And Jacob ran with it. And before long, he was richer than his employer. <laughs> That's the way God does his thing. Through visions and dreams. He blesses us. He also blesses through his word. He reveals himself through his word. In April of uh, 2000, the Lord spoke to me. I was sleeping. Please, sometimes when you hear people say the Lord spoke to me, all we're thinking about is like, ooh, ooh, sometimes. <laughs> we're, looking, we're always looking for some kind of a strange feeling. No, as simple. I was asleep. And the Lord spoke to me. I didn't even know it was the Lord. Just two scriptures were given to me. Two scriptures were given to me. The first one was in uh, Matthew chapter 20, beginning from verse 6 to 10. And that story was somebody, uh, the, the owner of, uh, a landowner, actually looking for people to work in his vineyard. So he went out the first hour and got some people to work. And then went back in the third hour and got some people to work. My, what was given to me was the 11th hour. He went out at the 11th hour and they were standing out there. And he says, what are you guys doing standing? You got nothing? Come over and work. And, and I read that scripture down. And I thought to myself, that came to me while I was asleep. Two scriptures. First was, first was that Matthew 26 through 10. And then the other was the Matthew 22 verse 10. And I got, I got up early. I told the Lord, I'm tired. I said, God, I need to sleep. I'm not going to check them out now. 
And so I went to sleep. No big deal. And I got up in the morning. As soon as my eyes opened, a voice came in my head and said, go check those scriptures. I said, okay. I went to my, the living room and I got my Bible and I read that first, those first words. And I said, what is this about? What's going on here? So I turned to the next scripture. And then that was Matthew 22, verse 10. And it says, and the servants went everywhere and they compelled the people to come. And I thought, what is this? What's going on? And so the next night, I talked to my wife, and she understood. She says, what's happening? I "I don't know, but the Lord gave me this. And the next day, the Lord gave me Matthew 10, verse 10, verse 9 and 10, where it says, when you go, don't take a strip, don't take extra bag and all of that. And I went, "Uh uh-oh, I know where this is going. (laughs) So I'm going to drop everything and follow the Lord and be a minister. (laughs) God, please tell my wife, (laughs) convince her. Because this is not going to work. I tried to get Timpy. How many of you know Timpy? I tried to get Timpy to talk to my wife that the Lord said that wasn't helpful either. (laughs) But one thing I know about Angela, and which is a real blessing, when Angela is certain that, that's my wife, that this is coming from God, she's not going to hold back. And I'm very grateful to God for that. Angela won't hold back. Angela doesn't want to offend the Lord in any way. That's what I've come to know. She's my wife. I know that. Angela will not. If it's something that's going to offend God, she's not going there. She doesn't want it. She doesn't want anything to do. Struggles with it. Want to get away from it. And uh, I know that more now. I didn't know that then. (laughs) But I told the Lord, please, you have to convince her. But how did that come to me through God's just scriptures? I understood from the scriptures what my destiny was going to be. And thank God my wife gave me leave and then I left. And just believed in God. And as soon as I obeyed that, something changed. I had prayed for people to be healed before. And I've seen here and there people healed. On that trip, I went back to Africa. It was very different. The first day in the meeting, first meeting, some fellow, a young man that had an accident maybe four years back and had some kind of chest condition, no relief. That first meeting, he got healed and several people got healed. In that one meeting, in that one trip, trip, I saw so many people healed, I can count them. I believe it was that trip where a woman, 26 years, had been sick and got healed. Deaf ears opened. And before long, what God spoke to me in 1998 came to pass. People started calling me a healing minister. And they said, this servant of God is a healing minister. I, I didn't like the word healing minister. I just wanted to be a minister, not just, don't label me. I want a minister. But that's what God will do for you when he comes to you through his word. He reveals himself to you through his word. And since 2000, our lives have changed. And for that reason, that's why we're here today. Amen? And you are a part of that vision that God gave. God will speak to you. But it's up to you to obey and follow through his visitation. He always leaves a blessing. If I have nothing else in this world, just seeing your faces, And those that I've seen in the church whose lives have been transformed, that's enough for me. 
I'm happy. To see my children serving God with joy in their heart, I'm happy. But God doesn't stop there. Amen? I know the blessings of the Lord makes one rich and doesn't add sorrow to it. He leaves behind showers of blessings. Is it just for me? No. Am I sp- no. I'm speaking this to you today so you know God wants to visit with you through his word and minister to you your destiny, which is a glorious one. In Jesus' name. God wants to bless you. Let me read this scripture to you. It says, So Samuel grew, 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 19 through 21, So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him. And let none of his words fall to the ground. In other words, everything that Samuel spoke came to pass. He grew, and God was with him. And I'm going to declare to you tonight, today that God is with you. God is right there with you. I don't care what you think about yourself. God is with you. And if you speak it based on his word, he won't let your word fall to the ground. God was with him. And he did not allow Samuel's words to fall to the ground. And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba knew that Samuel had been established as a prophet of the Lord. Verse 21. It says, Then the Lord appeared again in Shiloh. Why? For the Lord revealed himself to Samuel in Shiloh. By what? By the word of the Lord. Just by the word of God. When God reveals himself to you, he's revealing himself to you by the word. A lot of people reject the word. The word can transform your life. When God speaks a word, maybe you are in a service like this, and the word is spoken, and you accept that word, and after it, your life is transformed. Showers of blessing follow that word. God is speaking. Now, on Wednesday night, I had a message on fear. Uh, If you were not here, I, I, I encourage you to go and get the tape and listen to it. Because there's a lot of good, and I'll complete it this, this uh, Wednesday. There's a lot of good things there that you need to know. Sometimes when I'm studying, I'm learning a lot. Sometimes I shout on my own and dance a little bit for what God is teaching me. <laughs> my life is going to be transformed. It's fun serving God. Amen? It's real fun serving Him. I'm not going to be able to de- develop the last one here today. I'll continue with it because it's very important. That is the place of a prophet. Remember I said three things have to be in place. The house of God, the prophet, and the covenant. Amen? We have the covenant. We have the ark fellowship. But you need to recognize, not only for the ark fellowship, the place of the prophet. Or the one that God is sending into your life. If you don't recognize it, you will miss out on the showers of blessing. Amen? We teach so that God will confirm his word, the word that was spoken with signs following. Whatever you hear from the word of God, if you accept it, God endorses it in your life and changes your life. 
That's why I'm telling the Our Fellowship this year, this is going to be an unusual year. My family is already experiencing it. Some people in the church are already experiencing it. It's going to be a great year. Will Satan challenge what's going on? Oh, yes. But I don't pay him attention. He's dumb, excuse me. <laughs> He's just not going to succeed. Stand up with me this morning. <laughs> Amen. Amen. My people perish for lack of knowledge. What we're doing is giving you knowledge, what you need to use for your life. It's more than just hearing a good sermon. If all you want to hear is a good sermon, you don't have understanding. Be a doer of the word. That's how you're going to be blessed. I appreciate every one of you here this morning. I pray for you. My life mission is for you to see God bless you. Amen. And increase you. And bring many to to the faith through your life. When that's done, I am fulfilled. I have nothing to prove to anybody. But to do what God has called me to do. And I'll see God bless people. Amen. God will bless you. God will bless your family. Amen. Let's bow our heads here today. If you're here this morning and have not truly committed your life to God, you don't know what you're doing to yourself. He created you. You need to turn everything over to Him. There's a reason why you were not born in 1815. There's a reason why you're here at this present time. Discover why you're here. And why He could. No, God doesn't create waste. Everybody is important. You may never know why you were created. You may never know why you were born until you give your life over to Him in humility and let Him take over and let Him be the driver of your life. You will never have an accident. Amen? When He's driving your life, there will be no accident. No policeman will ticket you. (laughs) You'll be okay. Amen? Turn your life to Him. You're here with me this morning and you say, God, I really want to know you. If that's you, I want you to say this prayer with me. And mean it from the heart. That's the first thing you need to do. But tell somebody, maybe your brother, your sister, I prayed with that man today. I turned my life over to God. You have to tell somebody. God requires that. You have to tell somebody. Tell somebody in silence. I I, I prayed with that man today. I turned my life over to God. Once it comes out of your mouth, God takes control and begins to lead you. Pray with me this morning. Pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for giving your life for me. Thank you for accepting me as a friend. Today, I accept you into my life as my Lord and Savior. I give my life over to you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've done that today, the first time, I guarantee you, your name is written now in the book of life. If you die today, 
You open your eyes and you will be right there with him. But more than that, you're special to him now. Because the angels to rejoice today and your life will never be the same. He'll speak to you. Not just to pastor. He wants to speak to you. Give him time. Give him room. Even tell him, Lord, talk to me. Talk to me. He will amaze you. He is a living God. Our God is not dead. He's the true God. And he wants you special to him. He wants one-to-one with you. Pastor out of it. Just me and my child. Amen? Me and my beloved. That's who you are. See yourself that way. If you don't, you dishonor him. Say that again. If you don't see yourself as special to him, you dishonor him. Accept the honor he's placed in your life. Amen? And you'll begin to feel it. And you'll begin to experience it. Because then, all the hindrances are removed. And he can put his arms around you and love you. Say with me, I am loved. Say it again. Say it like you mean it. We're dismissed. God bless you. <laughs>